Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Let us find your mercy, your grace, your love, your attentiveness, your purpose, your skill, your knowledge. Everything that we need from you, Lord, is right here in your word. I thank you, Father, to uh, for your anointing that makes listening easy, makes preaching easy, and we get good get your good results when we flow in your anointing. So we thank you for that, Lord. Help me to stay steady with you as you always do, but we honor you for that and we love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen. So we're going to continue talking about living in heaven's reality. And uh, it's a good place to live. I mean, God has created that for us, uh, given us access to his presence uh, to his throne room, but also to his presence that dwells with us because he dwells in us. And so it's good to let him just invade his space that he's paid for. He's paid for us. He, he bought a temple to dwell in. And that's humanity when we will yield to him and love him. And so we just want to honor him. Thank you, Jesus. You want to share something, honey? I think you're excited. You feel, she feels more excited than I am. Yeah, so why don't, why don't we let you just share what you need to share about God? I know you're excited about Him and you want to praise Him and, and lift Him up. So come on up and share what you have to share, Miss Alicia. Amen. Okay, so who praise God? Amen. From whom all blessings flow. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So I had a little bit of a, um, I don't know what you would call it, but my car was stolen um, from an auto repair place. And so um, that happened November the 4th. And um, I had been out of a car for a while. And I have been praying and um, being uh, a good girl. Being a good girl. Being a good girl. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I've been praying. <laughs> Listen to my teachings. <laughs> and um I I was talking to Pastor Barb and I was just telling her pretty much, you know, what my what I was working with and I was telling the Lord what I was working with mm-hmm. and you know, um just out of the blue one day I was um riding with my neighbor and um I wasn't expecting to get a car that day. I wasn't expecting uh for anything to happen. We were actually he was taking me to go um do some errands and he said, Hey, uh you wanna just go look some places? I said, Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so he said, I know a place. He says, My cousin. I said, All right. You know, so um as we're driving by, I'm looking to the left and the right, and I'm seeing all these little these little deals on these cars. And I'm like, well, you know, we passing some good deals, you know. Are you sure you're taking me in the right place? It's so funny because the license place before me said right way. So I just said, okay, all right, all right. So I went on and <laughs> said right way. So I went on, and um, he had his son with him, and he just, he stayed there with me. And this guy, he worked for me. I watched God work for me in that place. My credit was good. Um, just working part time, you know, he was just kind of like, you know, you could see him. Hey, so what he did for me, um, was he said, 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to add on to what you said you gave so it will lower your car payment because he was talking about a bigger number and I said I don't know and I said Lord let my car find me mm-hmm. and he took me right in there to this red Hyundai Sonata and when I first seen it I said I mean it's red it ain't you know fake forward you know right. <laughs> you know my my old faithful but I got in it keyless and I mean just a key I mean it started up it was beautiful inside something I never seen before or, or would even imagine, you know, and there was another car to the side and I'm thinking like, you know, well, Lord, you know, why can't I have that one? And the man said, this has more features. Mm-hmm. This got, this is better. And so I just said, okay. Cause you know, I'm always thinking like, okay, so I got to pay this and that. So how can we get that down? I was thinking that I was going to get the other car, but he worked out the deal to where I could get the car that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And I got it that day. Amen. I got it that day. Thank you, Jesus. And my, my coworker said, if you need me to come pick you up, I can. I said, no, I'll be there in five minutes. Right. <laughs> so thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Nothing like a good testimony to get you started off right. Amen. Yes, God is so fast our heads will spin. Amen. Amen. By the time you come out of head spinning, you got what you need and you moved on. So, <laughs> yeah, sometimes God has to suddenly bless us. In fact, that's always a good way because it's kind of hard to stop his suddenly. Say, man, your little carnal mind wants to figure stuff out and weigh everything and wonder and all that, but he doesn't give us a chance to. He just blitzes us into, into our next place. So, so living in heaven's reality. Amen. That's, that's what it's about. Amen. That is what it's about. Amen. Amen. It's always good to, you know, tighten up your walk with God. I mean, you know, anybody who needs anything understands that there's some requirements. There's uh, something that we must do in order to um, just just qualify. And when I say qualify, I mean that God would favor us. He would look favorably upon us. He will look favorably upon people when they are attentive to him, when they worship him, acknowledge him, and put him first. And and then, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Think about somebody else sometime. Think about loving somebody and blessing somebody, all that kind of stuff. It, it garners favor with God. It just really does. You look at the people that, that were desperate in the Bible, um, I think about people like Hezekiah. He, he was a braggart in, in real life. In his natural way of living, he liked to, uh, trot God's, uh, treasures out of the sanctuary and show them off to the other kings and got him in trouble with them. They want to come and take everything from him at some point. And, uh, the prophet warned him not to blab so much. He did it anyway. Before you knew it, he's on his deathbed. But then when he was on his deathbed, he told God, he said, you know what, I have done so much for you. You know, even though I did sin and I acknowledge that, the good I've done, let that 
account for me. Let that, who's going to do that for you if I leave here? Who's going to be here uh, to do those things? And so I think it's always good to, to have your, your faith resume out there, you know, before God and, and be willing to add to your faith resume. You know, when is the last time we, we, uh, invited somebody who didn't have anything into our lives or the last time we were willing to do go, go beyond our normal, uh, um, you know, realm to be able to bless somebody. And, and those things are important to God. They're very important to God. So, so I just think it's good to, to be attentive to those things and stay close to God. Uh, walk with Him every day, you know, and then when He blesses you, continue to walk with Him every day. You know, God, I got my blessing, but that don't change how me and you connect. You know, we, we want to connect even more because I'm so thankful. And it's just good to live that way all the time before the Lord. So, so we're thankful for Alicia's blessing. We're thankful for our blessings. Amen. Amen. That, that was record time. Less than a month. You got your, <laughs> get your blessing back again. So it's wonderful. It really, really is. God is so good. If we will let him be. Amen. If you let God be good to you, he'll be good to you. So. Praise God. So we are living in heaven's reality. God's giving us understanding of how to do that. It, it, faith is the major component we need to live in God's reality. Uh, if God says something, that is what the truth is. No matter what your circumstances may be screaming at you and no matter what your symptoms may be screaming at you and, and all of the things that want to dictate a different story to us, uh, no matter what those, those objects are saying, uh, God's word is still true. It's still true everywhere in heaven and earth and under the earth as well. And so what, what God wants us to do is to choose truth. To choose life, to choose goodness, to choose Him, to choose His way. Uh, sometimes we may think God's way is hard, but it's harder without Him. What are you gonna, who are you gonna replace Him with that's gonna make your life easy? And why do you always want things easy? Why can't you relinquish some things that, that you desire or forfeit some, some momentary pleasure or uh, an easy way for right now so that you can gain something in God. God always wants to add to us and and uh, it's not just material things. It's it's things that are are going to enhance our peace of mind. Amen. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood when she she was healed in her body, but then there was something Jesus wanted to add to that. Amen. He wanted to add peace of mind to it because he doesn't want us to be left fragmented and not whole. So when you get the thing that you're desiring in a natural sense, it's wonderful. But if you don't have the peace that goes along with it or the, the confidence that, that it's yours or, or that you're not going to lose it or, you know, you don't, you, you've moved out of fear over into a different realm of living with God. There's always things to add. 
And those things aren't always the material. The things that God wants to add are the inner things. The, the fruit of the Spirit enhance that, uh, enhance our integrity and enhance our confidence, our, his ability to trust us with greater riches in the earth. Like we need to be faithful people, steadfast people, uh, people who don't waver, who aren't looking for, uh, you know, an easy way out or a loophole or something like that all the time. You know, we want to we want to pay full price sometimes you know i like a bargain just like the next person does but sometimes you just got to pay full price for for what you you understand what i'm saying it just it and not be afraid to trust god to bring that into your life amen you know this this scam thing that we get in robbing peter to pay paul that's just old that that ain't working that that just ain't right you know i i was telling somebody this the other day uh my late husband uh you know we we preferred cadillac automobiles he could afford them you understand what I'm saying? We ain't taking nobody's tithe or nothing. I, I never took a penny from the church and won't as long as I don't need it. God takes care of me other ways. You know, it's it's more fun this way for me. I can see what I can do for God. You understand? Instead of wondering who's going to come in, are they going to, well, you know, what's the offering like so I can live? I just don't want to live like that. I made up my mind I'm not going to live like that. And so and anybody who's living by faith doesn't live like that. But anyway, he, that's what, what we always bought. And so, you know, those cars are expensive to start. They, they're expensive to maintain and, and all of that. And, and I never bought a, a car that had an owner's manual with a story to it. It's called the Cadillac Attitude. So they give you a a car with a story, and it tells you who you are, why you bought this car, and how what you're going to act like. <laughs> so the bottom line was, every time I would say something to my husband about the car, I said, you know, we should have this. He said, it's a Cadillac. You don't have that. You know, he had this attitude on him. And he said, Cadillac owners do not whine. We don't flinch, and we don't cry, and we don't complain. <laughs> He's pay through the nose for everything, you know. And I thought the other day I had to take my car in for some stuff. Everything was gone. The shocks were gone. Brakes were gone. You know, I'm just riding this shell around. And it had been needing stuff for a while. So I finally turned myself in, you know. Arrest me. Here I am abusing my car. And so as I was sitting there, I was holding on to the edge of the desk. And guy was telling me what it was going to cost. And then I said, stop that we don't whine we don't flinch <laughs> so I, I didn't even get to swallow hard i couldn't ask for a bottle of water i just said okay what's next <laughs> okay <laughs> what's next collapse in between and stuff. <laughs> but but that's that's the attitude i think the child of god has to have about life whatever it costs you gotta pay it because god demands certain things from us that we need to have to do and in he wants you to keep up a certain attitude and confidence in this world where you don't don't feel like you know you're at your wits end because something's not right in your life he wants you to keep peace 
period. I don't care what's going on. You know, if, if, you know, if you're down to the last, I don't know what dollar in your, your bank account, he wants you to have peace that there's more coming. Just because you don't see it, that don't mean that's all there is to it. And so I believe God does want us to keep that nothing missing, nothing broken. I'm intact. My mind is intact. I have power, love, and a sound mind. I don't have to go crazy about this. I don't have to faint on the couch and wait for the phone to ring for the other shoe to drop. You understand what I'm saying? We can have that undisturbed composure that Jesus paid for us to have simply because our Father has taken care of every single need that we ever will have. I mean, you don't have a need that God cannot and will not take care of. And so as you work for God and you, and you live for God, you know, my, my attitude is God, I want to bank up more things, you know, more treasure in heaven so that I will be comfortable in my mind all the time. I don't have worries about, well, I should have done this over here and maybe this is why this isn't working. We all go through that. You understand what I'm saying? And and so when you have confidence in God, you're not in debt as far as repentance is concerned. And, and you know, making sure if you make a mistake, you deal with that with God. You got to stay current on your spiritual bill. You understand what I'm saying? You can't let that get behind. You can't be scamming this one and scamming that one and, you know, take it. I see people have good money. And instead of paying what they owe, they pay a little bit here, a little bit. I say, you did that when you lived in the ghetto. You did that when mom and dad couldn't get jobs because of the color of their skin. You understand? We're Christians now. There's no skin color in Christ. So you're entitled to everything your father has. You don't have to rob Peter to pay Paul. It's just a bad habit sometimes. You know, believer people get into. They transfer it over from darkness. Now you're living in, in God and you gotta start living in heaven's reality. Heaven's reality is there's abundance of everything there. Amen? Alicia, if you could have stretched your faith, you'd have had the best car on the lot. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, there's, there's always more, not that what you did, you went, you, you stopped where your faith stopped you. And that's the good part about that. That's as far as we're allowed to go. According to your faith, be it unto you. Don't ever let anybody push you beyond your level of faith where you, you gotta get into something that's not gonna work for you. And so when we understand that, that our level of faith is, is what God is causing us to live in and every day it's increasing. I don't care what you think you feel, see, or, or what it brings in. Your level of faith is increasing every day. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you feel anything or not, it's ever increasing faith. It's increasing on all of us. Why? Because there's more of it there for us to enjoy. There's more faith there for us to participate in. If we will allow God to, to open doors for us, enlighten the eyes of our understanding, just show us these things. Show us how we can live uh, with greater return on, on our faith and, and greater, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, treasures 
things that we can reap in life, greater confidence in God, greater understanding of how good he is. Amen. This is what God wants to impart. And these things you cannot buy. This is beyond, you know, just a, a car to replace a car. You know, there'll be another car coming along that'll replace that one. Everything's replaceable in the natural realm, but the things that you cannot replace and you cannot buy are the things that God puts into your spirit. And so what you want to do is always have that increase in your spirit. See, what, what, what we, we can't see is, is what is done on the inside of us by the increase that we've just stepped into, how we've stepped into that. And so once we we see that, boy, I can believe God for more. I can trust him better. I have, that brings you such peace, my goodness, you know, uh, and it should. If it doesn't, it really should because that's what it's for. When God demonstrates to you what your faith can produce for you in the natural realm, that should bring a settling on the inside of you that there has been a change on the inside of me. Amen. Not so much what I got that I can see, but there's something that's transacted on the inside of us that has increased, that is God given, that cannot be bought and it can't be taken away from you. And so that's the best part about it is is what it does for us on the inside. So so I praise God for that. I thank God for every positive testimony, every testimony that he's doing things for people where he's healing people, he's saving folks and and all of that good stuff. It's all good. Amen. It's all good. So we were in Hebrews 11 verse 1 yesterday. And we talked about faith and, and what it, it really does for us, um, in, in what faith really is. And so we talked some about the fact that faith is substance and things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Now we're going to talk some about that phrase, not seen, because there is some some misunderstanding. I, th- I think it's just misnaming something or mis, it really is a misunderstanding. I know you've all heard people say words like speak it into existence. That is not what we're doing. Amen. You got to get that wiped out of your brain because it's so much, it's so prevalent, especially around word of faith people who really brought us this message about faith. But there's always something in every, every message that is a little twist on something or maybe uh, it's a little carnality ad, added to it. You know how sometimes you don't understand thoroughly everything God is saying to you, then your carnal mind will pick it up and try to make it make sense to to it you know it's got to have an answer kind of thing somehow your carnal mind can't just leave it hanging out there it's got to add something to it to to this it's got to have answers right away all the time that's the way your flesh is but your spirit man is constantly learning and he understands that you may not have all the pieces to the puzzle right now but work with what you got and god will give you the rest of it you know, instead of adding to it. And I think what people did was they didn't quite understand what transpires in the realm of faith. And I don't understand it all either, but I know that, that we don't create anything. 
and we don't speak anything into existence. You folks who are parents, you didn't create your children. You know, <laughs> they just <laughs> came to you almost free, you know what I'm saying, but not much effort, you know, for most people. It seemed almost natural. But you know, until you came together with somebody of the opposite sex, there was no baby there. So you can't create it, you can't create it over there, you can't create it over here. It has to be put together, and that's something that only God can do. Amen. He can only, only he can take a piece here and a piece there and put it together and make a whole. And so when we talk about, uh, what we are doing when we confess the word, when we speak the word, when we prophesy, whatever it is, we are saying, actually, all you're doing is saying yes and amen to something God already has created. He is the creator. We are not. We can't speak anything until it happens. Because that's what, when you say speaking into existence, that's what that sounds like. So you can't keep saying something and make it happen. You're saying it doesn't make anything. You're saying it really just affirms to God that you believe him. And that you desire this thing that you keep speaking that you possess. Amen? Heaven's way of doing things is to call things that be not as though they are. It, as far as the realm where it exists is concerned. Abraham uh, was called the father of many nations. Amen. Before he ever was. In the natural. Amen. So we're talking about different realms that that life comes from. When God said, let there be, light was already in him. Because he can call those things that be not as though they are. What his faith did was projected light from the inside of him outward and made it land on the outside of him. But that light didn't come from, it's preexistent in God. See, whatever he thinks of exists on the inside of him. Amen. It's like when you decide you want to, I want to go to Yale University. You have a picture of Yale on the inside of your head. And once you start deciding you want to go and make some efforts to get there, then you land at Yale. But that idea came from inside of you. Amen. So it, but with us, it has to be something that already exists. You can't say, I want to go to Yamanamanama University and go there because it don't exist. We have to deal with what, what is already there. Amen. Parents, when you wanted to have children you thought about it you envisioned them and all of that but until you came together with somebody who could add to what you had to produce it you don't get no children but they were already inside of you you even saw a picture of them inside of you you imagined yourself holding that child you know most most women skip the labor part. They just want to skip over to where the baby comes <laughs> in the blanket already. You understand what I'm saying? So you imagine the parts that are worth 
is like we do when we want things from God. We don't imagine what it's going to take us to get them, get them here. You know, the prayer, the going without, the doing this, the waiting on it, all of that. We don't envision any of that. Amen. But, but that is part of it too. And, and what, and God created it that, that way because he wants us to hold on to the product, not the process. So if we held on to the process, we'd never get the product. See, it's the, the, the faith is a substance of what you hope for. You don't hope for hard labor. You don't hope for difficulty. You don't hope that kind of interferes with your vision and your desire to want something. See, if we sit up and think about the things that can go wrong with everything we're believing God for, that would stop us from proceeding in faith. So faith then focuses on what we desire, not the other things that might go along with it. You, you remove those out of the picture. Amen. When, when God sent the, the 12 spies over to the promised land, he told them what to look for. He didn't tell them about giants. He didn't tell them about anything. The only thing he told them about, whoever is there, I'm going to drive them off. I just want you to show up and see me push them out of the way so you can have your promise. So he doesn't deal with things in between because they're not promised to us. See, you get them, but they're not promised to you. Amen. They're not part of the promise. The promise is what you desire. God takes care of the stuff in between. He says, no enemy will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. So that's a problem. He's taken care of it already. He says that that no weapon formed against you will accomplish anything against you. I've taken care of that already. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So you can be happy, happily waiting on something to manifest in your life. And, and even though there's difficulties with it. Because you've already accepted the fact that God will take care of anything that comes up that tries to stop you from getting there. And that's really all we need to focus on is what we hope for and what we long for. Now this business of speaking things into existence has been around for a long time. Christian scientist people believe that. Spiritist people believe it. There are a lot of offshoot people that believe those things. And I think it crept into the body of Christ where people didn't really take the time to clarify where your promise resides, what it consists of, and how it consists of there. It's not non-existent. It's just invisible. Amen? It exists with God. It's out in glory. The Bible says he will supply what? All of our need according to his riches that are already there in glory. And, and, and to help us out in understanding that, that everything we desire already exists in God. He's not making it and fixing it as we go along or trying to hurry up and get something put together for us. It also is already there. It's just invisible. Amen. God would, would, has, has had people come and visit heaven and they would see a room with unclaimed blessings in it. So if, if that doesn't tell you your stuff is already there, I don't know what else could, could convince you. And then when you have faith in God, 
that substance of faith lets you know you feel something in your spirit and you know it's real. See, you couldn't, you couldn't believe, other than that, we're just believing a fantasy down here. And see, that's what has called many people to quit on believing God for things. To stop believing, to walk away from promises that were real and that they had begun to believe for and they began to labor in because they lost the sense that they were dealing with something that was really for them. It was just a hope to them, or it was just a dream or a daydream or a fantasy to them. But when I'm telling you, these things are not daydreams and fantasies. Abraham had Isaac already in him. So did Sarah. Even though they were the age that they were, that child was still in them. Amen? God began then to rejuvenate and reactivate and cause that to come to pass at the appointed time. It just wasn't time yet for them. Do you understand? And so he was there all along. If they hadn't believed God, they'd have died and gone to heaven with him still in there. You understand what I'm saying? And so these things exist in God, folks. They're not, we're not speaking anything into existence. We're affirming what God's already got for us. It's a big difference because what then if, if, if it, if you get tired of speaking it, then what happens? Then you're on the hook for speaking it some more because you're responsible to get it into existence. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you, 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 I mean, I don't expect you to spend all your time just trying to think this stuff, but it's important to understand your limitations. See, once you say yes to God and you believe you received it already, you just walk off in joy. Whether you ever speak it again or not, you got it already on the inside of you. Just a matter of, of it manifesting. We speak the word to keep ourselves encouraged that we're rating on something that's real. The word builds you up. The word gives you confidence. Speaking the word allows you to train your mind to expect what it is that comes out of your mouth. Your your voice is your greatest convincer for you of anything in life. It's, it's what you say that's going to convince you more than anybody else that, that talks to you. There's some people that, you know, you, you can be giving people God's word and they'll say, I know, I know, I know, and walk off from you. You know, they know something else, I guess. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because their voice is more important to them than yours is. See, even when you're speaking the word and they let you know it. You understand what I'm saying? And so this is very important for us to understand why we speak the word to ourselves. Why we speak the word of faith to ourselves. Why when you get distracted and start looking at how long it is and and worldly things and, and temporal things, you get your mind over into this natural realm down here, why it's so easy to get discouraged about what's in heaven. Amen. What you're trying to connect with from heaven's realm. And so you you need that continual affirmation of the word of God coming to you all the time from your own voice telling you you're doing good. It's on the way. God has it for you already in glory. You've received it already when you prayed and asked God for it. You got it. 
So you don't, you're not waiting on him to give it to you. You have it already. And see, when you can settle yourself down like that and, and understand that, that what the only thing that's, that's quote unquote missing is the visibility of it. It's still in the invisible realm. So then our job is to figure out how to get it from invisible to visible. Amen. And it's by saying the same thing is by holding on to it, not quitting, not giving up, not taking no for an answer, not letting man come in and insert something into the conversation that's going to weaken it for us, but to stay strong in faith. Amen. Like Abraham did. He just continued to walk with God. And one day God told him, well, I've got something different for you today. This is what I've got for you. And the Bible says he believed him again, even at his age, even though his mind was telling him this is a joke. What do you mean? At my age, look at how old Sarah is, blah, 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 blah. But still inside of him, he believed it. So even when your mind is telling you things like it won't happen, it's not gonna, it's not today. Why am I doing this? Da, 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 da. Huh? Right, Alicia? Why am I out here? <laughs> I'm supposed to be going running errands. I didn't leave the house to get a car, see? But God did. God knew it was time. Amen? And so this is why you hold on in faith. Sometimes it can be your your one day. Sometimes you can have those days where you feel like you're just full of faith and everything's wonderful and you've been worshiping God and wow, I feel like I got it, God, and it doesn't show up. Then on the day when you don't want to comb your hair, put your wig on quicker, or you know, don't have no lipstick on and drag yourself out, then all of a sudden glory shows up. Go figure. Amen. Go figure. It's just God's way. You know, let him have a little fun with his kids if he wants to. Amen. But, but, but understand what you're doing when you say, because that's very important as far as allowing God to bring the things to pass that you desire. It's what you say about them. It's always what you say about them. And you, the most important thing is to remember to speak what God speaks about it. See, when you, when you live in heaven's realm, when heaven's reality, you say things, you say about things what God says about them all the time. Not just when you're in a good mood or when something good happens, but you say what God says all the time. Amen? For instance, if you're, you're, um, trusting God for healing in your body, you know, you may have a day where you don't feel real good and you think, I am strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You don't speak about the feeling. You know, even though the feeling's there, you don't speak about it. You've had things in your life that you don't talk about. All y'all know how to keep dirty little secrets. Am I right, Poppy? It's just a way of life. That's how you survive. <laughs> Amen. And so we, you can, you can keep your mouth shut about stuff, especially things that are going on in the natural realm. That don't add to your your believing and don't add to your faith. And so we want to discipline ourselves like this. You know, there's some people that kept secrets for I don't know how long. Had to twist their arm real good. You know, you got all these people on Ancestry.com and walking up to people they never met before. Hi, Mom. 
never told nobody. So we can discipline ourselves to keep our mouths in line with God's word. Amen. And some of those people needed to tell something for their own good. Truth is always valuable. You understand what I'm saying? But, but so, so this is, we can do it. You know, that's all I'm saying. We can do it. We know how to do it. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. This is for things you want in the future. This is not for now things. Amen. So substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So faith is your really part of your manifestation. Once you have it by faith, the rest is coming. Amen. You gotta understand that the rest is coming. And, and sometimes it's just good to take yourself aside a little bit and remind yourself, now, 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 Barb, you, you prayed for that already. You believed you received it when you prayed. You received it when you prayed and the rest is coming. Amen. The rest of it is coming in Jesus name. And so just to school yourself and encourage yourself that way is always a good way to use your voice, use your confidence and use the word of God. Always expect what you don't have. Amen. You must expect what you don't have. And so when, when you, when you lose expectation, you know, say, you know, and, and this is what people do. When I say expect, I mean there's a, a, a place in your spirit that holds on to it. I'm not talking about, uh, that thing where your flesh gets involved in it, where if you don't get it by so-and-so, you know, your spirit is not on a timer. Uh, when you live in heaven's reality, there's no timer involved, where if it don't come in that time, it's not going to happen. You don't call time on anything. Amen. Time is from the natural realm anyway. Amen. And so God can, God brings time with him. If if he didn't bring time with him, how did a ninety, a hundred year old, and a ninety year old raise a baby? You know, babies want to walk. They, you know, it it might be a, a little bit easy when they just in the crib all the time. But them little rascals get up and start walking. You got to move with them if you go hang on to them. You understand what I'm saying? And so all of that 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 is involved in parenthood, um, they had to have the ability to do those things. And so I believe when the promise came, time came with it. They're, they were like young people again. They weren't old, elderly people, decrepit, having a baby. They were younger people having a child. Why would God torture them with, saddle them with old age and all the things that rheumatism, arthritis, you know, the baby, you got to watch the Bengay because the baby might squeeze the tube and eat it. You know, I mean, come on now. It's just, it just ain't convenient. God's smart enough to supply everything you need. You need youth to be able to raise that child normally. He brings that with him. Sarah never got old. At least she didn't look old. Because she was in her 70s and probably in her 80s and young men were hitting on her. 
you understand what I'm saying? I mean, they wanted her. She wasn't just an add-on, you know, spare lady sitting over there, the last one to ask. You know, the girls always look prettier at closing time. She wasn't one of them. Poppy, can you help me out? They ain't with me today. I don't know where they at. She wasn't no throwaway. You know, she was prime. They wanted her. They desired her. And so you got to understand, God will leave certain things like that in a person's life that are untouched by age so that he can prepare them for the next level where it's more believable. You know, probably for her it was more believable that she would have a baby because she didn't really age the way women her age did. And so these are signs, helpful things pointing in our direction. Hey, you, guess what? Hello, you're not getting old. Wonder why? You know, that kind of stuff. And so so God makes it easy for us to believe. That's all I'm saying there. It makes us easy for us to believe. And so when he talks about faith being substance and evidence, your faith is your sign, your evidence, really. Faith is all you need to know that whatever it is that you're believing God for will show up. That's all you need to do is coming. It will show up. I always like to add to what God does by by expecting exceeding abundantly beyond all we could ask or think amen it's like alicia's car she thought she wanted the other one because it looked like it was more what she wanted but then she found out what god had for her because it exceeded what her eyes saw that she thought she wanted and so that's always god's calling card He always leaves a sign that he's in your life doing something. Amen? He does exceeding abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think. And so I just expect it. Uh, And I'll sometimes when I I receive something, I say, God, you know what I'm looking for? And he'll say, it's there. Amen? My calling card is there. And you want God to do these things in your life. You don't want to be responsible for having to do so much. Isn't it so much easier just to trust him and know that he's going to come through for you in a way that will just blow your mind. Amen. Take you to the next level as far as your faith is concerned. And so this that's living in heaven's reality. His reality exceeds our expectation, exceeds our imagination. What could you think that would be so wonderful that it would please you? Well, God goes beyond that. Amen? And he tells us to continue to expect because it's coming. We have a right to expect because it's coming. We can daily talk about our expectation in God. Father, I thank you that I'm I'm here this morning. You woke me up. I feel good. I look marvelous. I look fantastic. (laughs) Whatever you want to say. (laughs) <laughs> the girl is back, you know, whatever, you know, and, and thank you for giving me my health, my strength, renewing my youth, causing me to to overcome any obstacle that would try to come against me today. You know, just just begin to thank him. And Lord, I expect 
my health to spring forth speedily. I expect the the promise that that I'm standing on to manifest speedily. You know, and and just today is my day to receive. Today is my day to be blessed. Today is my day, Lord, and I expect it. And don't let your flesh get involved. See, fleshly expectation is where you're halfway really expecting something by your spirit, but you're not really. You're just trying to make yourself think you're an expectation. There is a godly expectation that we can dwell in, and it comes by speaking the word, really. That's how you expect it is by speaking that word and letting the word convince you that what you're expecting is real and it's right to expect it. Your flesh expects it for a minute and when it doesn't show up in that anxious time, it deflates and is disappointed and you're right back at ground zero again. So you don't, that's, that's the, the world's reality. You want heaven's reality. Heaven's reality is good things are going on in my life all the time. Because there are good things going on in heaven all the time. Amen? God, I don't see them right now, but I know good things are going on in my life all the time. Amen? I expect good things. I don't expect anything bad. You know, let bad go next door, down the other block or something. But bad, bad is not coming here. I don't expect it. I refuse the bad. I receive the good. And so we can do this, folks. Our faith, that's what your faith really is for. It's for living every day, living in the expectation of good every day, living in the hope of of manifestation of everything that we're believing God for every single day. And, and stay full of God's word, stay full of God's blessing, expectation, all of the above. And it pays big dividends. And so faith is it deals with the unseen realm. It speaks to things that are not seen, not to things that do not exist. Amen. To things that are not seen. Amen. That, that's been a misunderstanding about, even about creation when, when God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, you know, people say God created something out of nothing, but that's not true. Amen. It was pre-existent in God all along. Amen. He said, let there be and it shot out of his mouth. And the Holy Spirit just made it settle in and be where it was supposed to be. But these things are inside of God all the time. And when he speaks, he projects out from outside of him what we need. When you got born again, he saw you saved before the foundation of the the earth. When he offered you salvation, you accepted it by what? Your confession. You didn't speak your salvation into existence. Your salvation already existed. You just found out about it and accepted it. Amen? That's a, that's a one good thing people say, will you accept Jesus? Yeah, cause he's offering all the time. Amen? So it's not like you thought this up and you wanted to get saved. No, it was there waiting for you. Amen? You just got wind of it and, and you, you confessed and you agreed with God that you needed a savior. And come on in, Jesus, and change my life. Amen? And, and that's what happens. So these things are already existing in God. That's why God calls it the realm of glory. It's a, it's a, a realm where only God has control of things. There's no corruption there. Things don't, there's no moth or rust. Uh, 
though thieves enter in and steal, it's highly secure. Amen. And so God's realm is, is secure against stealing. That's why we can't cheat and get blessings from God. We got to obey his laws in order to be blessed. Uh, other than that, he would allow thieves in there. And so nobody can come in and take anything, uh, because it's secure in the realm of glory. It's, it's released to us by us obeying God's laws of faith. And his laws of righteousness. And so this is all legal. The way we receive everything from God is legal. Why? So it'll last forever. He means for everything that, that is in glory to remain glorious and to last forever. Amen. Your, 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 uh, appliances that you have can last as long as your faith tells them to last. Most people don't spend that much. See, if you spend most of your time worrying when something is going to break down, trust me, it's not going to last very long. Because the same energy you spend worrying, you could use believing that it'll last longer. Just it's just your choice. How do you want to use your faith for for breaking down or for building up? And so many times, and see, we find this out sometimes on a humble. We'll get to the point where, you know, we know something's wearing out. We get desperate. And I'm going to try this. I heard so-and-so say they laid hands on their stuff and it worked. And you go do it and it works. Amen. It could work all the time. See, but when we get new, then we get funny. Uh, we don't want to use our faith anymore. We want to get in bondage like people in the world do. Amen. But always use your faith on these things. If you use them on, work on it once, use it on it again. Use it when you can afford a new car. Use it on your new car to stay new forever. My tires are never going to wear out in Jesus' name. And and go put that coin in there and, and see that coin is the same every time you put it in there. You know, put your faith to the test. Amen. Show the world. Now we ain't getting no more tires around here. Amen. Just, you know, whatever. Wherever your, your desire is for that longevity thing. And God will keep it looking new. He will. If you just, you just every day believe that. You don't have to confess it to death for it to be real. Just in your heart. Just know that it's going to happen. Amen. Sometimes faith brings you a knowing of certain things and you just don't worry about them anymore. Amen. We want to live like that. That's living in heaven's reality. Nothing wears out, nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything works and works well. Amen. You don't have to have a bunch of insurance on everything and paying premiums and notes. Let God be your insurance. You know, try that sometimes and allow him to to be the one that you rely on for all things. Now, there's some things you crazy not to get insured. You understand what I'm saying? But 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 you know what I'm saying. You know, some people got insurance on a bubble gum. They scared of you. You know what I'm saying? They just. <laughs> Just live in a lot of fear. Amen. But the things that are most valuable, you know, you can insure those and, and just make sure that, that, that they can be replaced whenever there, there is a need for that. So, so that's wisdom. Amen. God will show you how to use that and, and how to be wise. So, so faith is substance of things hoped for. You're hoping they come into your possession. Not that you're hoping they will come from somewhere. 
or they'll just get here somehow. You know that they are set aside for you already, and they will come into your possession. I don't care whatever it is. If it's, uh, you know, like we talked about the room of unclaimed blessings in heaven. Um, people who have seen that see body parts. And, and people, when you're down here on earth, that gives me great comfort. I said, you know, if something wears out, I've got a spare part in heaven and I can put, I, I got it on order already. You understand what I'm saying? Because by faith, you can know it's coming if, if something you have wears out. You know, you just, just know those things. They're there. They're already there. So you don't have to worry about where it is, how it's going to get here, God's got it for you already reserved for you. And and it will be released when your faith is activated for that thing. Amen? Sometimes our faith is tested. You know, everything's not instant. But I tell you what is instant is your your uh, assurance. Amen? You get assured instantly that God heard you, you're you're healed you're whole everything is the way it's supposed to be you're intact and you know it will come to pass amen it's it's either a matter of time or a matter of or it could be now you know i don't like to put time on things that that don't have time attached to them if god doesn't attach time to it that means it can happen anytime so i believe that that Faith can can bring your healing to you, all of it, at any time. Why it comes in increments, I don't know. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It just varies. So these are the things that that we need to just let God be in control of is the when. But you got to believe that it will. That's your responsibility. You gotta believe it really will happen the way God says it'll happen. But the when of it is, 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 it, to me, it's a little doubt trying to get a foothold in there. And when you start getting curious about when, pretty soon when gets to be, I don't know if it will. You see, the, the time thing, because it comes from earth, it, it has a potential to rob you of it, period. See, when time gets to be important on things. God knows when your bills are due. Amen. That's why he gives you a paycheck and he expects you to pay them bills on time. You know, whether you do or not. Amen. And so it's up to you to keep up with the time factor. Because he already has blessed you with it. I mean, it's already yours. And so once we understand that God's in a realm that's timeless, that's ageless, we'll, I think it makes you expect things sooner because you don't have to worry about time. Why is it that time makes us think it's going to take a long time? If you, if you know that time isn't an issue in your promise, why couldn't it happen right away? See? I mean, just, just, just as an example. So, so these things will happen right away. You know, you can accelerate time. Amos 9.13 tells us that. So God wants to accelerate time for us. He's not wanting us to wait a long time. So a lot of times, part of your discipline when you're in faith and you're trusting God for something is to take time out of the equation. Take time, uh, make time unimportant. 
Amen. I remember Fred Price saying that, and I held on to that, even though sometimes I struggle with, you know, win, 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 win. We all do that a little bit. And then you think to yourself, you know, time really isn't important. What's important is that I believe God, because what I'm expecting can happen at any time. You know, and that is true. It can happen at any time. So, and that will keep your expectation high. When your expectation is high, your manifestation is oftentimes imminent. You got me? It's good to stay in heaven's realm because everything in heaven's realm is now. It's not waiting. It's not upset. It's not bored. It's not I'll be glad when, that those things don't occur in heaven's realm. Everything in heaven is instant. Amen? Everything in heaven worships God. And so sometimes when you get off into that tangent of being concerned about time, when it's going to happen, or something seems too big to you. you got me? When when that happens, you're kind of on the wrong road. you got to pull yourself back. When something gets real big and it's just, you know, you're tense about it, you're just getting a little concerned about it, you got to pull back from that and say, now, wait a minute, God, I have this already. I believed I received it when I prayed, and it will come to pass. And that's all you need to do. Sometimes we just need to take Mark eleven twenty three and recite it to us ourselves. So why don't we turn there right now? Because it's important for us to to continue to believe what we're standing in. You know, uh, you you have to refresh yourself in these things. And, and allow yourself to go back into the word and read it again. You know, when I, I was reading Hebrews 11 and, and God said, now I want you to, to expound on the fact that, that faith deals with things that are not seen, not with things that don't exist. Amen. Not seen. That means they're somewhere. Now that gives me a lot of comfort because it really is real what I feel on the inside of me. When you feel that peace and that comfort inside of you that, that you prayed and you really have what you, you believe God for, you get that feeling because that thing really exists. You can't get that feeling if it's not real somewhere. So you know it's just unseen. It's in a different dimension and your faith is pulling it into, um, the Matrix. You know that movie where they would pull stuff out of one zone into another thing? Well, that's where your faith does. It gets it out of that place, that, that, that transition place between glory and earth, you know, the birth canal, and it pulls it into the realm of the visible. So your faith really is action. You, a faith is full of action. Because when you, when you show God your faith, He asks you to do something. You gotta show Him something. So it takes action in the seen realm to get things from the unseen realm. Your confession is action. Your prayer, your words, you gotta mouth, you gotta say your words. Amen? So it takes some activity in the natural realm of your spirit to get that from from where it resides in God to where it comes and resides with you. 
when you get what you need in glory, it's because God has made it for you. Amen? What you see at the car dealers is just a replica of what God does. God made, he made them Chevrolets and people ain't, you know, people, well, he's a concept God. No, he's just trying to hear from God. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) No concepts there. Imagination is part of God. He gives it to us so that we can share in his creative ability. Amen. You put it together in your brain, but your brain don't manufacture that stuff. Your brain was made by God. And so God's full of snapshots of stuff. He knows what's going to sell, what's not going to sell. When when the, the steam engine was created, people had to make replicas over and over again. Why? Because they didn't sit long enough to get the total sketch from God. Didn't he tell Moses, make the tabernacle just like I showed you the one that's in heaven? Heaven's so full of stuff. People just don't come up with stuff, folks. They get it from God, especially if it works. And if it blesses people, and if it sells, you gotta get it from God. People, all the people that spent money, look at the early explorers. They would go and raise money so that they could explore, get beyond where they thought the end of the world was. They looked at the horizon and saw the ocean ended and it seemed to drop off. And they thought that there was a drop off out there. And they only went so far because they were afraid of the drop off until somebody went too far and found out it didn't drop off. Well, it took them centuries to figure that out. Where God says in his Bible, he puts his feet on the circle of the earth. They say, oh, we found the earth was round and not flat. Well, God knew it all along. All you got to do is read the Bible and find out that. Save all that money, all that time, centuries of investigating. Amen. Thinking it was flat. If you start out knowing it's round, that'll save you time. That'll save you energy. That'll save you everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? So everything that we need to know is in God. He gives us words of wisdom. If you can't find it all in the Bible written down, you have the gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. Imagination is connected very much with God. Why? Because it it gives you visions, it gives you dreams. God can tap into that anytime he wants to. He gave visions. If if it hadn't been for dreams, Jesus would never have gotten here. He he worked in Joseph's imagination in dreams so that he could speak to him. God speaks to people all the time in dreams. Amen. Now he speaks to us primarily through his word for the believers, but he didn't speak to anybody anytime. He draw you a picture anytime he wants to. It's always good. A lot of the discoveries that are made when they have these what they call revolutions, industrial revolution, uh, uh, medical revolution, where they get boom, 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 one, one breakthrough after another after another, you know, in the realm of medicine. That comes because somebody has tapped into God's understanding. And they start out with a building block from God. And because God gave it to them, it works. And they build other things onto it. 
So it's all coming from God, folks. It's There's nothing out here that's new. And there's nothing that he has not created. Amen? The devil can't create anything. You know, aliens don't do anything. You understand what I'm saying? Everything is is controlled by God. And so once we understand that when you tap into God through prayer, you are praying for things that are set aside for you. They are set aside for your use. They are set, you're not asking him to decide to give you something that he already has not given you. You know, people tell these crazy stories. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes he says no. Maybe to you. But if you read your Bible, everything's yes and amen. I mean, how much of it can you really believe? Quit with the fairy tales. We're dealing with a real God. God is real. He's just invisible. Amen. His substance is there. It's there by faith. When you believe in him, you believe in a real, true and living God. That's why Christians get persecuted. They don't persecute the Buddhists like they do the Christians. Why? Our God is real. He can do something. He's alive. And so, so everything, everything that God has for us exists already, folks. It's there for us. Amen. He creates. Yes, he does create. But when, by the time you get wind of it, it's already there. You know, we late to the party, really. You know, a lot of times God, you say, I want what you wait. Well, I wondered what took you so long. You know what I'm saying? To come around to the fact that this thing has been waiting for you all along. And that gives me a lot of comfort. I mean, I don't know about you, but man, the fact that I don't have to ask him and wait for him to decide whether or not he wants to do something for me. My goodness. Just just get the specifics. I know it's there, God. I just need to know what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, what it's going to cost when he gets here. You know, what preparations I need to make. Do I add on to the garage you know all that kind of stuff what do i do to make preparation but you know that you know that you know it's already there for you there's no doubt that he has it there for you and once you get that settled to me the rest of it is not that hard because many times in the bible you see people wondering if god's willing wondering is he able the fact that it's there already, he must be willing and able because it's there. You got me? And he's not hiding it from you. He's telling you to ask him for it. So in Mark uh, chapter 11 and verse 22, uh, Jesus answers a question that, or a statement Peter makes. Peter observes that they just, Jesus just spoke to a fig tree, commanded it not, no man eat fruit off of it any longer. So he cursed the fig tree. And he remembered that and he said to him, Master, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. Uh, Peter was marveled at the fact that it happened so quickly. See, in earth time, everything's slow. You got me? Your mind expects slow. When you don't live in heaven's reality, your mind is just like Peter's. He's shocked it happened so fast. Amen. Jesus is saying to Peter, if you put your faith in God, it happens on God's time. It happens when God says it's supposed to happen. So if God meant for nobody to eat from it anymore, it died right then. Amen. And so he said to him, have faith in God. In other words, 
don't, don't give me credit for this. I put my faith in the Father. I did what the Father told me to do. He said, truly I say to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that it will happen. You gotta believe that what you say will come to pass when you have faith in God. It's not just what you make up you want to see happen, but it's what God's word says will happen. So really, you are agreeing with something that's already done. When you, when you put your faith in God's word, you're agreeing with something that's already done. So God is saying, uh, you're late to the party. I already said it. I already said it will happen. I already, I've done everything. All of this already is already done. But you come and join in by using your faith to believe that it will happen. And I'll make it happen. Many times we leave this in part out. That it will, it, he can have whatsoever he says. Do you believe it's going to come to pass? Amen. That's the part that we leave out. See, this is where doubt creeps in when time goes by. You stop believing it's going to happen. That's what the enemy wants us to do. Or if you think it it might happen, when is it going to happen? See, if you can take all of that out and say, nope, it's going to come to pass. In fact, it can happen at any time. In fact, I've received it already by faith. So I know it's going to happen. See, your faith gives you a knowing that it will come to pass. You've got to use your faith that way. You've got to respect your faith. You can't just say, well, I believe I received, and then, well, what's next? you got to, you got to live there. you got to live right there in verse 23, that you believe you received it when you prayed, and it will come to pass. Amen? It will happen. Amen? Why? Because I received it already. Well, how can you say you received it and then say it will happen? I don't know, but that's I got that scripture right there that says it, and I'm going to hang with that rather than doubting and answering crazy questions about how can I believe both of them. Of course you can believe both of them. Amen? Women, women who have had children, you were pregnant and you believed the baby would come to pass, but you had a baby inside of you. But it didn't come to pass yet. How would you believe that? Huh? And nobody thought you were crazy for believing that way. That's just how it works. Amen. It's the same thing how faith works. You have part of it on the inside of you. You have your promise secured. You believe you received it by faith. And that faith gives gives it substance. It's like a rock solid thing on the inside where when you think that you want to quit believing and you want to give up on something, if you ever believed it according to God's word, it's still in there talking to you. Amen. It's still in there making you wonder, uh, I wonder what, you know, like people will do things like they get a divorce. The reason they still wonder what would have happened if they stayed with that person, it's because there was faith for that marriage in there. So it's going to haunt you. It's going to talk to you. It's going to remind you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just like the example I gave a, a week or so ago about the, the the couple divorced, got remarried, 
remarried spouses died, they got back together again. They didn't just decide one day, gee, why don't we get married? They were already married on the inside, stayed married. What God has brought together, folks. Well, once somebody believes the word, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go preach at the widening. See, everybody gets condemned about the divorce thing because we accept it so readily. You got me? We accept too many things. We accept sickness. We accept confusion. We accept aging. We accept a lot of things that to God and his Bible are totally unacceptable. You don't have to accept those things. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for hope and encouragement. And we thank you for faith that moves mountains. We honor you, Lord, and we love you. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen again. So.